There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends struggle to talk about cars this week. This is really sickly and sickly, isn't it, this week? <laughs> yeah, don't, I, I, I urge you not to make me laugh very much because I've got a cough that's one of those ones that once it gets tickled a bit, it starts oh, um, dieseling, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and my, my worry is that you'll shut the ignition off and it'll just keep going and, it, and it's actually quite oh, painful. Yes. Yeah, like my mate's old Mini used to do. Oh, the running on, did it keep running it just, on? Oh, it was a bastard for running on sometimes. And it wasn't that old either. This is in the 90s, and it was a 90s mini. <laughs> um, but, oh, hello. <coughs> <laughs> oh, this is a... <laughs> oh, well, this is a... Oh, gosh, I've got to really navigate. It's so ticklish, the throat. got to really kind of talk around it if I can. I'm trying to. If if I sound like I'm talking quieter than usual, it's because I am. I'm I'm trying to channel my late night DJ where I don't I don't sort of aggravate my tonsils too much. We should explain then. You've got COVID nineteen. Apparently, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm still not fully convinced I have, but we'll see. <laughs> what do you think it is? I just I don't know. Terrible flu. Oh, it's about okay. the same, but with no sense of taste. Uh-huh. But, so yeah, you've got some kind of lurgy that may yeah. be the the fashionable coronavirus that's going around, and that yeah. the kids are talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm not actually that sickly. I've just I think I have got a tiny bit of a cold, but also I had to get to the dentist uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, I have got to go and have a root canal thing done because I've had really bad toothache for the past fortnight and it's not been very pleasant. But I also got a massive bollocking from the dental hygienist for brushing my teeth wrong, which may be some of the cause of this. And now that's interesting. Well, it turns out that that if you have an electric toothbrush, you don't use it the way that I've been using it for about, I don't know, 10 years or something. What were you doing wrong exactly? I mean, there's something that I knew was wrong but couldn't stop doing it, which is I sort of... It's almost because it's programmed in. I was not letting the brush do the work. You were moving I'd it be around. Kind of manually. moving it around a lot, like an old-fashioned toothbrush. Yes, that's common. And I know that's wrong, but I was yeah. still sort of couldn't help doing it unless I really thought about it. Yes. But then, in league with that, I was foolishly applying the toothbrush to my teeth. And what you should actually be doing is holding it at almost forty-five degrees and letting it, letting it scuff along your gums as well. 45 I'm trying to yeah it's hard to explain but basically the the, you don't just hold the brush flat to flat to your teeth yeah you hold it at an angle this is how she showed me to do it because they're quite soft bristles I've noticed on on yeah change your change your head your toothbrush head regularly as well I mean obviously you're supposed to that that song by Kim Bassinger and uh Kim Bassinger Change your head. Who did that song? I remember it. Let's go to bed. Basement Actually. Jacks. No, it wasn't. Oh. It was better than that. Um, well, anyway, it's both, um, it did have Kim Passenger in it. I'm kidding you. Kim Passenger, the actress. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to oh. bed. Let's go to bed. Hang on. I'm Didn't not making this up. Shake you your. With shake, shake your head. Featuring Kim Bassinger. Let's go to bed. Uh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, this was in about 1990. So did she do it? Wasn't she going out with Prince around then? Or was that earlier? Gosh, I don't... Batman. I don't even know. She 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 went out with Prince Prince for a bit, yeah. Was she? 
Yeah, and I Don't thought they were that. recording some stuff together. There was a story once in a magazine that said that, that she she used to go into the studio at night with Prince, and she was sort of staying at his place, and they would make some music. But then one day, Prince's engineer came in the next morning, and the mixing desk was covered in honey. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that is never going to come off. Imagine all the gaps that it will seep down. Also, there's so many places for it to go as well. Like it's really, it could, you could write off a very expensive mixing desk. Prince would um, be just like, do you know what? Don't talk about it. Just go and order yeah, another just one. Just get another one. Yeah. yeah. Have that one um, sent to my studio. I'm going to hang it from the ceiling and throw feathers over it. <laughs> it's a piece of modern art. He comes in one morning. You're right to his engineer, and he was like, "No, I'm not happy actually, Prince. We've got a massive wasp problem in the studio now because of your your, you your laissez-faire attitude to um, sticky sweet." Also, products. can I just say that honey? Uh, that's not going to work, is it? Is it? Well, well, it depends what sort, but yeah, sticky. As a sort of, I don't know, an arousing food stuff on the body. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm certainly not. I'm, I'm not an authority on the subject. A friend of mine, he was doing some things with a lady, and I think jam. Stop and it. He's Stop quite it. a big lad. Stop and it. And she was quite small, and she, she fell. He was lying on his back. She fell asleep lying on top of him on her front and then woke up and sat back and the jam had formed a glue-like substance and it ripped all his chest hair out seriously yeah oh my gosh and he was busted by another friend of ours because they were staying in a hotel uh, on a away on a work trip and they went down to the swimming pool oh my god and our mutual friend went why have you got a massive hole in the middle of your chest? Jam as well. Jam just seems... I know. Jam. I the things know that people do. Dirty human you, bastards. You, you just don't know, do you? It's like... Um, but a converse to that, when I was a student, one of my mates lived in a shared house and his um, girlfriend at the time bought, bought him some some of that sort of like Anne Summers chocolate, you know, body spread that's, oh. that is basically like saucy Nutella. And, yeah. but he foolishly left it in the kitchen, and then one one evening, his girlfriend was like, "Ooh, where's the um, where's the chocolate body spoon? Maybe we should get busy with that." And he went, "Oh, I left it in the kitchen." He went to the kitchen, he found it had been opened, it had got crumbs in it, and his housemates had just been using it as chocolate spread on their toast. Oh gosh, I'd love to find out that bit. it. I'd love to find out that it's one of those. It's one of those things where if you have too much of it, it has a terrific laxative effect. Yeah, <laughs> and those. Those freeloading, like, phone Nutella stealers have just been, like, parping their way around the house for the rest of the day. Isn't that supposed to be the case with polo mints? Yes. They're not laxative if you eat well, if you have a them. whole packet of polo mints, you'll be... Airbr- a whole packet, uh, is it? Yeah, you'll be airbrushing your way around the house, no problem. You have to stop I'm on the sure hard shoulder. I've had a whole... I think I've had a whole, you know... Do you, remember, do, you, do you remember coloured polo mints? Yes, they do were they, fruity, weren't they? Do Fruit they still exist, or do, do they get discontinued? They always used to go a bit I, sticky in the centre console of your mate's dad's they were car. Very gummy, weren't they? Almost from the off. But as soon as they were opened and the temperature was above about twelve degrees outside, yeah. they would just gum together and become a sort of solid pipe of solid polos. Pipe for polos. Stop it. I have to say, they were one of those sweets where I actually never saw them on the shelf for sale. They were always in friends, parents, friends, centre consoles. I'm not yeah. actually... I, to be honest, I don't know what the exterior packaging really looked like because they were always half kind of pulled back. Yeah, peeled apart, yeah, yeah. And I used to maybe reach through and steal one or two or... Well, that's the thing, but then there's always the risk you couldn't simply steal one or two because they're all gummed together. So You'd have um, to steal it looks the like you can pipe. still buy them. No, really? Well, I just uh, I just typed Nobody in does. fruit polos, and um, you can buy you can buy a box of ten rolls off Amazon. Polo fruits, they're called. They've been sat in the Amazon. They've been sat in Jeff Bezos's yeah. his shed for about <laughs> yeah. the last eighteen yeah. years. You know, he's got a lockup. It's not just a shed. He's got a. He's got a, He's somewhere. got a huge lockup. He was going to send them to space because no twat wanted them, so he was yeah. going to put them up there. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he said, no, I've got an idea. I'm going to wrap them with a load of single-use plastic and then just let them sit yeah. for a while. Yeah, we'll I've got a happens. box the size of a Fiesta and I'm going to pop this single tube of polos into it before I dispatch <laughs> it. 
because that's the Amazon that's a, way. That, that's a fantastic... You know those revolving cellophane dispensers that people with dodgy cases use at airports? Oh, yeah. yeah he's gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> I'm going I'm to put 115 revolutions of that round it just because I'm bored. Pesos! <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, and it's like, oh, by the way, guys. On the one hand, I could probably end the use of single-use plastic within twelve months with with the with the wealth that I have. But I'm just going to go into space instead. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Not even proper space. Not even proper space. Just well, it's just sort of weedy, just the tip space. (laughs) It's the peripheral. It's the it's the outer fence of Glastonbury Festival, isn't it? It's not. (laughs) I can hear the music, but I can't see anyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Oh, cheers for that, mate. Yeah, brilliant. What a great use of funds. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, You can tell I'm really into space, can't you? Yeah. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you know, exploration and, and curiosity, inquisitiveness are. Absolutely, foundations of of humanity. Yeah, but on the other hand, we do have to think about the mess we've made of the place that we live, rather than just buggering off to look for new places to live. Entirely, and, um, that's my opinion. I think didn't Prince William say something like this last week? Actually, he did. He did, quite, and it's um, true. It's, it's like basically sweep up the dog's mess on your on your doorstep before you sweep up the dog's mess. That's Elsewhere. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm always conflicted about space exploration because, on the one hand, it's really cool and it's fascinating, but I do sort of think, God, that's expensive, isn't it? Should we? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I, I kind of, I, I sort of Schrodinger's twat about this. I just, I want it to both happen and not happen. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't really. No, I, 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 I think that we should just stop doing it for a bit. Really? Yeah. So you would disagree with the song Sleeping Satellite by Tasman Archer, which I think was um, bemoaning the lack of trips to the moon after the initial um, missions there. If I was was an Alan Partridge-type DJ, local DJ character, Archer, that would be a song that I'd probably play every other day. I like that song. And it reminds me of exactly a certain point of being at secondary school. Mm. So I have quite fond memories of that, but I don't necessarily agree with the archer. I have to say, yeah. listen. What happened lo- to her? Because she has a lovely voice. Like I love the, that opening bit of that song because she's got there's a sort of slight rasp to her yeah. voice, isn't there? And it's, there is. it's, I find it very pleasant. But she didn't. She, she was a one-hit wonder, wasn't she? I think so. She's probably one of those people who finds out that in fact she has a fairly solid live performance career and and. Yeah. Can play to medium-sized venues without trouble, but I don't yeah. know. Shall I? I'll stop. Oh, by the way, talking pirates. of music, "Shake Your Head" was a song. It was called. Um, it was called "Was Not Was." Um, oh yeah, "Shake Your Head" featuring Kim Bassinger and Ozzy Osbourne, and it was apparently. What? Yeah, it was re-recorded and remixed uh, by Stephen Silk Hurley in mm. nine, and it came out in '92. Um, so yeah. And it uses the a couple of Kim Bassinger um, uh, quotes. One of them was, let's go to bed. I remember it because my brother used to listen to it all the time hmm. on that side of things. So there you go. All right, uh, some Tasman Archer facts for you. Guess how old Tasman Archer is. Right now? Yeah. 60. Well, you could guess, you guess how old she is. She won the Brit Award for British Breakthrough Act in 1993. Um 93, and yeah. She, she was already 30 when she won that award, which is old for a pop star, I suppose. That is, yeah. So she is 60 nearly. She's, yeah, she's 58. Guess where she's from? Stoke on Trent. Ooh, good guess. No, she's from Bradford. Is she? Yeah. And what happened um, to her? Well, her intro on her Wikipedia page is sort of. Tasman Archer uh, is a British pop singer from Bradford. Her first album, Great Expectations, spawned the hit Sleeping Satellite, Mm. which reached number one in the United Kingdom and Ireland. She won the Brit Award for British Breakthrough Act in 1993 and went on to release other albums. So it sort of fizzles out a bit at the end there. Other albums. You might as well just say blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, Then she did some stuff. She had... Oh, yeah. So then she released a second album... Uh, called Bloom, but the single from it, the lead single, failed to break the top 40. The album peaked at number 95, and she left her record company, EMI. Oh, okay. And then she had another album in the 2000s. 
Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a Sunderland AFC season ticket. Wikipedia is light on uh, Tasman Archer info, but it seems she does have a website. Tasman but remember, Archer. everyone, you don't have to trust Wikipedia because it is no, fundamentally don't. just made up bobbins most of the time. Uh, yeah, never. It's oh, it used to drive me nuts sometimes working on TV shows when you get like a researcher would give you. I've done the research. No, you haven't. You've cut and pasted no. Wikipedia. Yes, that's just BS. There was someone I worked with who used to put together information and would sometimes forget to delete the hyperlinks from the Wikipedia thing they'd pasted into a word document yeah S- sloppy that's, um, re- that's really sloppy yeah don't so. don't make me laugh like i said because it'll start me dieseling a friend of mine had a um, six-year-old really good condition volkswagen transporter that he took to a vw dealer to have an, a normal annual oil service and apparently they overfilled it and really? uh, in traffic, it started dieseling, and um, it dieseled itself to bit to oblivion and totally oh, killed no. itself. Even set itself on fire. <gasps> yeah, and VW Jeez. just went, "Yeah, it's not our fault." Sorry, he was fucking furious because he he used to worship it at the best of times, but obviously yeah. he took it to main dealers and things. Yeah, lost the whole 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 van. Crikey. Dead. Yeah, yeah, that was. And now, and now all he does, he walks everywhere. He doesn't trust cars now, and he only listens to Tasman Archer. <laughs> Cuts a very lonely figure. Yeah. In in a number of ways. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. You know, I say about my mate's nearly new Mini in the nineties that used to run on, and to such an extent sometimes because he used to let me drive it. Okay. When we were students, and um, sometimes you'd you'd have to you could take the key out, and you would have the key in your hand not in the ignition <laughs> and it would be dunk 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 doing an incredibly low lumpy idling you'd have to just stall it to, oh, to well, yeah. make it stop yeah but i subsequently many years later met a bloke who used to work at some um, rover powertrain and i happened to mention this to him and he went oh yeah those late a series the blocks were so rough by then the bores used to have ripples in them effectively and what? over time, bits of carbon would build up in these sort of minute ripples in the in the bores, and um, and then they would they would sort of be hot and catching fire and just allowing the engine to keep sort of this this sort of spluttering death turn that would keep them really? chugging on. Yeah, I'm not explaining it very well, but he was an engineer. He explained it perfectly. But there was this was the gist of it: there's carbon build up in in imperfections in the bore walls. That would um, allow it to keep chugging was part of the problem. It was just basically the machinery was so worn out for the A series by the time it was coming to the end of its life. That was the gist of it. Good old school A series. Yeah. Very quiet engines on idle, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Uncannily quiet idle. They make a lot of noise going, but that's often it's just the gears. It's the gearbox, isn't it? The gearbox is the one. In sump, whines like a motherfucker on metros and minis, but. but they're actually quite quiet and smooth engines. I'll take an imp every time. <laughs> do you know what? I'll take an imp every time. Well, they're the opposite, aren't they? They don't really do anything until you're doing 7,000 revs. But... Oh, give me an imp. I've never owned an imp. I've got to own an imp. I've got to... I have a weird hankering for an imp every so often. I just think that they're they are quite brilliant. cool, aren't they? Have you driven one? Yeah, I've driven I've driven stock and hot and uh, um yeah, they are fantastic. I, I, I if someone said you 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 know, you could have a, a really warmed over imp or a warmed over mini. It would be no contest for me, no contest. I think you could have both, couldn't you? It'd be nice because they're not they're, they're quite different. They're very they're so very different, ways. very different temperament of a car. Yeah, completely. The the but modified I, one that I drove was really impressive because it felt incredibly planted on the road. Yeah, it really felt sort of. As um, my colleagues at Evo sometimes say about nine elevens, they say they feel keyed into the road. It just felt absolutely locked down tight. And then I was driving it with the owner in the passenger seat, and he kept bollocking me for not using enough revs because I was thinking it's an old car and the owner is sitting next to me. Don't be a dick and thrash it. But he was yeah. like, "No, don't change up now. Leave it. Go, go, go." And it was it was extraordinary yeah. when you did. Yeah, really, really racy little engine. Well, I suppose, like with a lot of engines, we know their issues now. So the aftermarket's yeah. allowed you to kind of finish the R&D that Roots Group yes. didn't. Um, yeah. 
it's like Triumph Slags and all those sorts of cars where they weren't yeah, resolved. Yeah. They weren't funny Triumph Doggershite Sprint, you know, all those things. Yes, they can make uh, they, them perfect now. They, they uh, analysed the cooling system of a stag on that Flan- Flanstead programme for the love of cars and they found did, I don't remember what it was but I think they found that basically some of the cooling runs within the block were just sort of too blocked. small no well that's the thing I think they're so small that they're easily blocked but also just when they're running free they're still they should really be bigger but you can now compensate for this with you know a better fan for a start and a better rad and all this sort of stuff I forget now but um, hey, though, since we're talking about cars, mm. last week I did a big journey in a Porsche Taycan, and I've never driven one before. I've never driven and, one before at all. Hey, we've talked about this before. I've never driven th- a Taycan, and for I that thought- very reason, I mentioned this to uh, a chap at Porsche, and he said, "Oh, well, we'll get you, we'll get you into one." I thought so you'd driven me, one, uh, but just not for very far. I borrowed mm. a Taycan 4S. So yep. sort of that's the mid, isn't it? There's a basic, and then there's the 4S, and then there's the turbo and turbo S. That's, that's right. So it's the sort of mid-range model, and this one had the optional larger battery pack, which I think is 93 kilowatt hours, something like that. What an impressive car, though. Yeah. I left London with a hundred percent battery. Yeah. And I was going to the Lake District near Keswick. Keswick, and I think bastard. If I'd have babied it a bit more, and I didn't, I mean, a lot of the M, there's chunks of the M1 and the M6 that have got average speed, sort of 50 or 60, and obviously that plays to electric car strengths, doesn't it? You whack yeah. it on the cruise and you just sit there, kind of, they're, they're happy at that. Yeah. But true. when it wasn't that, I was doing normal sort of motorway speeds, and I think if I'd if I'd sort of eased off a bit, we could have made it to our destination on one charge. Oh, that's cool. School. As it is, we needed to stop anyway. It was time to grab a bite and have a slash. So stopped at... I, I, I'd already earmarked. I thought, well, there's a very fast charger uh, in near Wigan. We could go there and then it'll be as, you know, it'll be quick. I missed that. I missed the turning. Of course, so, it always happens. Yeah, so always. then I was like, oh, screw it, we'll just keep on going. And then I uh, I was with a mate and we, um, we'd, we'd figured from ZapMap there was a... An, uh, another fast charger just near Preston just by the motorway junction so we pulled off and in the car park of a Starbucks there's an Eon fast charger I've never used one of these before but it's one of these you know you just swipe your card and off you go yeah I've used one of them holy crap it's fast yeah yeah. I've never seen a charger so fast I mean I suppose part of it is also the car the car can take as fast as it can the it charger can. can give and the charger makes a right old you know it does. It well, going, the there's cable, a lot of electricity moving about. Liquid cold cables and the uh, the very thick, heavy c- cables. Yes. The, um, yes. Did you find that the? I think there's a bit of competition going on between the baristas and the the rapid charging installers. Because I think, well, I think that they're they're like right. I reckon we can get this car to eighty percent charge before the barista's done all of its boring, <laughs> drawn out coffee preparation. Yeah. Coffee dicking about. Yeah, so therefore it's disproving this theory of like, oh yeah, well you know, all you got to do is have a coffee and go to the toilet, and then it'll be probably nearly there. Actually, it's probably already there, but by the time you finished telling them what's going on, I went, I went into one of those Starbucks, and I don't do the drive-through thing because I think drive-throughs are for twats. So I um, <laughs> so I walked in. Well, it's for people that just want to sit there and burn through their one pound forty five a litre diesel, which is just absurd. So I just walked in. I got served, and I thought she was talking to me all the time, but she wasn't. She was talking to the headset yes. of, all, of all the people behind in the queue wanting to get drive through related refreshments, yeah. and it was I quite disconcerting. Thing. And in the mm. end, I said to her, "I said I don't know how you do it. This is, a, you know, this was like eight o'clock in the morning. Might might have been earlier." Said so the the amount of multitasking you're doing is just. I couldn't even do this in the middle of the day, let alone right now. <laughs> well, she, she probably has a, had a free bucket of coffee to get her going, isn't she? I assume. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. I she she sort of smiled at me, but it was that smile of like, yeah, I think you're just taking the piss out of me. But I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't taking the piss out of her at all. <laughs> I was. If I was her, I would have just. I'd love to have just grabbed the headset and just gone. Um, everyone that's queuing up, I just. I'm not going to serve you. If you just want to go and park up and walk in, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> we'll just Bye. go on. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so Thanks one, everybody one flat going. white. Okay, uh, and do you want me to spit in that? What? Yeah, exactly. Do you want sugar in that? Yeah. Uh, well, I have to say, I was very impressed with the Eon uh, fast charger, and it in the time it took me and my mate to eat a sandwich and go back and order a coffee, uh, it had it gone from done. about sort of twenty percent to uh, to ninety percent, and you oh, know wow. that last that last twenty percent always it slows down, doesn't it? So yeah, so that was it, what really impressed me. I glanced at it and it was at eighty, and I thought, okay, well, I've, I'm going to go and get a coffee, and when I come back, I bet it'll be like eighty-one because it'll be slowing now. And no, it has rocketed up to ninety percent. So That's and then impressive. off we went, made it to our destination, loads of miles left. But then uh, during our long weekend away. I went down into Keswick to the supermarket where I'd noticed there's some InstaVault chargers and I thought My I'll favorite. whack it on there while I'm in the supermarket grabbing a few things yeah. and then it'll be fully juiced up for the return trip home because it was already at 50-odd percent, I think. Yeah, And the InstaVault chargers wouldn't talk to the Tycam. Really? They were playing silly buggers. Yeah, I tried three of them and they were all just being twats. So that's a shock no because dice. I've never had a problem with Instavolt. I've always found them to be the well, most painless. I remember you talking very highly of them and I've heard other people recommending them, but no. And I was so delighted. I was like, this is where, you know, this needs there needs to be more of this stuff now. I'm in a, a fairly remote Cumbrian town, but in the supermarket car park there's a whole row of Instavolt chargers. Yay. And um yeah, not working, which is fine. I had loads of range. So in the end we went back to the uh, on the way home back to London went back to my old mate, the Eon Charger near Preston. And again, in the time it took us to have a sausage sandwich and a coffee for breakfast, it had juiced itself up. And um, and then we just we made it back to London with miles to spare. I think also, that car being quite low, it's, you know, it's, it's, your it's frontal a, area. It's a slippery-shaped car, the Taycan. You know, it's got that mm. ge- gecko face. It has got and a gecko it, and face, And it's yeah. a very, very low-drag car. And, it, and you can notice that when you... When you when you've got it on the motorway, it's sort of like six, let's say sort of sixty eight mile an hour, something like that, seventy. You can just be hovering on the throttle, not on cruise control, yeah. just hovering, and it yeah. can it will coast so much easier than a lot of other cars. A lot That's of other what EVs. I noticed. It's you, just a you lift it's off an arrow. You've not got yeah, and it just glides. It just keeps going. It's, it's a um, glistening arrow, Richard. Glistening very impressive arrow. car. The only thing I've just written a column about this for the next Evo, but the only thing that I thought it's still impressive is I took it for a drive. There's some lovely roads up there and around the lakes, and uh, it was a beautiful day. And I went for a bit of a drive around just to see, you know, what it was like if you if you treat it like a sports car. Spolt. And it's is sport. It's got loads of grip, and it goes like a bastard. Yeah. But it is a little bit one note. You don't because you're not changing gear even with paddles. You're just sort of sitting there. You can. It's got one of the things which I love, and which all, all electric cars had is it's got just a button on the steering wheel that toggles the regen braking on and off. Uh, and yes. I wish more electric cars had that because it's just really nice. So you can. I know some of them got paddles like that. To them. Yeah, that Isotonic Five that I had the other day had uh, paddles, and that's good. But I, if you don't, if you're not going to give us the paddles, just an on-off, some way of easily putting the regen. Uh, level up or down is is great and um but apart from that you're not really doing anything and although yeah, it was yeah. very impressive it's not you know i'd have been having a lot more fun in like my 911 or something so it's 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 really good for an ev but it's not really good for a porsche in terms of sort of you know p- pure back road driving pleasure but that's why but you, as you an just have both car, though isn't it that's why you have, well yeah you exactly. have a, you i would have the, a base model large battery rear wheel drive Taycan because that's the best one i've ever driven no no mm. word of a lie as in a date, as in a, a Porsche that I would use every day yeah. as, as an electric yeah. car. Big battery, rear-wheel drive, um, yeah. and hardly any options. It was a wonderful car. And and then I'd have a GT3 yeah, as oh, a, for, for a weekend car. Because then huh. that's like, well, you know, I, realistically, I'm never going to be driving a GT3 every day. I'd no. love to, I kind of love to, but realistically, I'm not going to. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, I'll just do that. And you know what? The amount of money I would save by having a base model Taycan rather than a, a Turbo S or a Turbo, yeah. which yeah. I just don't think you need. It's a two, like the RS e-tron Audi. It's a wonderful car, but it's too wide to take down any of the back lanes that I would want to hustle quickly down. Mm. Therefore, I'd rather have less power, less less firepower and save my money and actually put that into pistons. 
Mm. Um, no, fair enough. Just have a better, you know, have a more efficient EV. But oh, yeah. I, I think they've done yeah, a good yeah. job. I I'm can't. I no, can't. I, I was I was staggered by. It. I mean, that's the thing. Notwithstanding that it's you know it is it is superb for an EV, but I think it's sort of it is a bit one note if you want to treat it like a sports car down some really nice back roads but as an overall everyday car it's really impressive yeah and i can't believe how low you sit you sit really low yeah it's i mean you sit as low as in my 911 you drop down into it and it's but it's still got batteries in the floor I know it feels a bit like a visual illusion like you're tricked (laughs) don't you when you say it's a bit one note is it like a didgeridoo or you can do, yeah, because you can do all the tongue curling you like, but it still bloody sounds the same. Fundamentally, just goes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always somebody like at college, always or secondary, that gets a didgeridoo and has one yes. of those straps that they put on their back as if they're some sort of like, yeah. like teenage mutant ninja turtle, but with white man's dreads. Yes, and it's there like, was a lad at my my. <laughs> my university it was exactly like that with white mask and he used to wear and the used to wear like. Coat. Uh, really sort of rough woven ponchos and things as well oh yeah completely completely i mean they look itchy uh you don't want to be really with, itchy. you don't want to be within really eight feet itchy. of the bastards yeah. but they're really one of those double-ended drums we're not very good at knowing the names <laughs> of drums on this show are we because we bodron 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 yes um hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's double-ended drum. It? <laughs> Double-ended. You know the ones I mean. Don't of, make me laugh. Kind of like Hessian up the Don't sides. Make me. Um, <laughs> just back to that Taycan briefly, because the other thing, the, the one thing that did, because I went, oh, this is great. This is really, you know, as an everyday car, and I can get the kids in the back and everything. I just thought, Oof, and, and, and but the the Taycan S Basic is eighty three and a half grand. Yeah. The one I borrowed was a hundred and five thousand pounds. Yeah. With well, options on it, and some of the options really. So I noticed in the menus, it's got one of those sound synth things. Ah, uh, yes, and which it's is quite cool because it's kind of it, yeah, it's sort of it's got the whoa, whoa, whoa thing, but underneath it at low speed, it's, it drops in a growl as well, like a petrol engine, and it's quite amusing. Yeah, but I then discovered that it's a three hundred and fifty-four quid option, and I just don't. You wouldn't pay money for it. It's not. It's not that good. Your Jag, um, your Jag I-Pace had one, didn't it? It did, or, yeah, which was standard, and you could do different settings, and I just switched it off. Did you say you it's, never had it on, ever? I well, you know, first got the car, I played around with it, and I just went, actually, no. Nah. It's, it was there amusing, but actually what I like about electric cars is how quiet they are. I don't really need that. Absolutely, yeah. I, the, I, um, I agree. Silence is golden. The VWE up has that little sort of, it feels like a recording of a, of a petrol up. Yeah, they've put in a little sort of three-cylinder growl. Have they? God, yeah. I don't, don't remember that. Just at low speed, and it's quite nice. Don't mind that so much because it was quite subtle. Um, yeah, so there's. I'm a surprised lot of- that um, a band like U2 haven't done a deal with the manufacturer where it it just plays U2. At a really <laughs> well, low no volume. option to turn it off. You just volume. drop it into your car. So, but yeah. it's very low well, volume. So even if you've got other music on, it's still also playing you to a very low volume. Love. Oh god! Oh, it's free download. Oh, I didn't <sighs> want it. Can you take um, off? Can you take the Bono off? No, I can't. So I've just been writing about that Fiat 500e, and um, that plays music at low speed, doesn't it, on the outside? Instead of instead of just that kind of wow wow wow. Oh yeah, it does. Do. Yeah, it plays the music from a Fellini film. 
That's right. So, nice touch. Yeah, the the um, the low speed, the mandatory kind of uh, pedestrian warning, um, strange noises. I, I I find them quite annoying. Mm. That my Zoe's got quite an audible one, and it it does yes. sound it, a bit like the high end IKEA one. It does sound like a choir of dead people. Yeah, it just doesn't it's the, uh, the choir of the dead. Uh, if you if you follow people around on on Halloween, I swear, if I was to drive around really slowly, it does just sound like a, a core of choral mm. chorus of death. And I don't know if I want that from an EV. I, I'm like you. I I quite like the. I'm enjoying the silence. To quote uh, a Depeche Mode track, I'm um, very much enjoying the silence of the EV. Then I choose what what noise I want to make. My um my oldest son Leaf had the noise, but you could turn it off. And I don't think they let you turn it off anymore, do they? Because you're basically turning off a safety feature. True. So my the e golf I had, you could do the same. You could just manually override it, which I used to. And then sometimes people used to say, "Oh, that's just irresponsible." I'm like, "No, it's <laughs> irresponsible if you step out in the road and don't look." So anyway, <laughs> on to the next question. Uh, do you know? I just I'm going to play this because I don't think it's going to breach any copyright. On the Fiat website, they have um. The, a generic electric car sound that you can compare to the sound of the 500e what you hear this yeah this is yeah that's there you go that's, that's sort of co- chorus of dead people yeah no it won't stop doing it oh Interesting, fi- isn't it? It is interesting. That's what the 500e does. I do like the 500e. I know we 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 appear to be talking about the same cars every podcast at the moment. We're going to have to mix. Did we it talk up about the 500e? I don't yeah, know. We, we didn't did. talk about the Taycan. I was going to. No, we didn't talk about Taycan. We talked about its brother, didn't we? The and RSE we... Tuan GT. Uh, yeah, and, and I was going to say, I was going to say last week just about the um, Hyundai Isotonic Five that I I wasn't sure about it initially, but I ended up really liking it, and I thought it was actually a very good car of its type, loads of room inside, and all of that sort of stuff, and everybody seems to like the way it looks. Yeah, so it's probably um, it's a winner. I discovered, you know, I said I saw a black one. It looked absolutely gash with those silver <laughs> arches on it. Apparently, <laughs> the base model has black arches, and I think that would probably look a lot better on. Um, and would probably date a bit less. Oh, that I'm, I'm, I've got time. I've got a lot of time for an Arnic Five. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I of buying one. I know. Guys, I've told you. I know. Guys, look. Listen, listen guys, look. Oh, uh, I've got. I forgot to say on my desk. You know, I, I've, I've told you before. I've got a couple of like little Corgi Matchbox Hot Wheels toys, just uh, for crude over time. Yes. Well, my um, my grandma gave away. Uh, she had a shoebox full of matchbox and corgi toys that she's had in the understairs cupboard of her house since we were two or three, and she's yeah. finally realised that all of the grandkids are too old for it. So she said, "Oh, do you want any of these? I know you used to play with them all the time, Jonathan." So she gave me first dibs. This was a while ago, and I just totally forgot to tell you. Hmm. And um, she's been quite unwell lately, so I thought I've been I've been thinking about her a bit more. And anyway, she gave me the option of having a go on, the, and I and I and I, I got I got three of them. One of them was a a Batmobile uh, BMW, which oh. is seen. It's got a few paint um, paint marks, damage on it, and things. But I think that will go through Bonhams for a couple of hundred grand. So I got that one. <laughs> is this the um, toy car equivalent of a barn find? Yeah, the, well, this the is an, or loft find. loft find. Yeah, there's loft there's, find, there's yeah. definitely loft find. But this one made me chuckle. This is a a cor- I've got it in front of me. This is a Corgi Juniors Porsche nine seventeen, mm. silver with um with yellow tinted glass, yeah. and it's and it's part of the series called gro- <laughs> Growlers. So what? it's it's called a Porsche nine seventeen Growlers. And it's because it does this. I don't know if you can hear this. When you push it along, it's got a little toothed wheel underneath with a a, yeah. flat, a flappy paddle, a sort of thing used to attach to your bike with a clothes peg to make it sound like a motorbike. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it is, and that is the that's the very realistic sound, my friends, of a Porsche nine seventeen. Ready? Wow. 
but that is the that is the Corgi Junior Growler series. Uh, we stood next to a Porsche 917 as it started up at Goodwood a while back, didn't we? And oh yeah, I don't remember it sounding like that. I do remember it sounding like a small portal into another world had opened up. I reckon if it had sounded sort of like that, I reckon sound. Gunther and Hans would have dived for the for the, the off button and gone right. Something from a distributor's falling down inside a hole. We need to. It's running on one. Uh, that's that's cool. That has reminded me. Um, my mate Giles Chapman, prolific um, motoring author and uh, archivist, has got a new book out. It's called Britain's Toy Car Wars: The War of Wheels Between Dinky Corgi and Matchbox, and it's about you know the heyday of toy cars and the battle between them i haven't read it i haven't seen it but i just i saw giles plugging it the other day and i thought that looks really interesting so um i'm gonna buy that yeah i thought i would buy that as well um there's a lot of uh, good car books about at the moment well yes uh, oh is um, that is that is that just seamlessly gonna, led me on if i, I just seem welded my way end. into a um you can plug uh, it halfway yeah. through rich be different mate it's different this boring week. car trivia three is coming out uh, hopefully this week, and um, we're just finalising some details. I've had um, an excellent car artist called um, Russ Wallace, who some people might be familiar with uh, on Twitter. Does beautiful illustrations of, of various cars, you know, sort of favours kind of like good old retro sort of eighties, seventies stuff, but does all manner of things. And he's done a sort of wallpaper for the cover for me, which has a has a theme it's abstract parts line drawings of abstract parts of cars that have three in their name and it's really good um and so it's sort of it's like a little added guessing game for car nerds you can play with the cover um and yes it's going to be out and it's bigger than the last two it's it's sort of like a third bigger again than the last one i think so it's it's packed full of boring facts um i'll be mentioning it Will it be out? It'll be out in readiness for Christmas, will it? Oh yes, yes, that's yes, that's definitely a thing that's coming. That might be uh, a time when you could ask for someone to buy it for you rather than buy it for yourself, or just buy it for yourself. I mean, you know, it's not expensive. I know. I always think I'll put that on the list um, of. of, Well, I do. Yeah, I I saw Charles ordering it. Christmas list because you know hard to buy for, so you might as well have something you can throw into the mix. Um, But that's. Now, I, I wanted to... Guys, um, listen. Guys, hey, guys. Guys, I wanted to that? read out a um, a story that um, we, we, were, we were sent. Well, it was actually put onto our, um, our Patreon um, comments section by a chap called Martin. Martin is... The man who bought the escort with the two Sade CDs hmm. ah. in the changer, <laughs> and the man who subsequently came to the live show in Leicestershire and appeared like he was a, wearing biker leathers, like a Terminator, like a kind of robot, robot from the future, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to give us beautifully wrapped gifts, which turned out to be identical Sade albums. Um, and Martin, it turns out. The Sade albums are just the tip of his anecdotal iceberg because uh, he sent this story in which is absolutely remarkable. He says, for the first six months of 2000, I had to commute from St. Neots in Cambridgeshire yeah. to Cardigan in West Wales. It's a 308-mile journey if you go A1, M4, A48. And the last what, a day? I don't, I don't know. No sure. way. Hang on, what? Um Anyway, he says, this, uh, the last chunk of the commute was quite entertaining, especially in the lovely azure blue Lotus Elise I had at the time. A colleague of mine had to make the same journey in his Impreza Turbo, and with us both being 20 years old and carrying natural stupidity of Himalayan proportions, this developed into a time trial. Every week it was a competition of who could set the best time. I could just about do the journey on a single tank in the Elise, and once I realised that, then it was a matter of seeing where else I could cut time out of the journey. Stopping to eat? Not a chance. Stopping to stretch my legs? Ha, no, I'm young and flexible. Stopping for a slash? I'm 20 and my bladder could probably hold more piss than the Elise could hold fuel. Oh my gosh. Well, it would under normal circumstances. It didn't on the day I decided to neck a 750 milliliter bottle of Oasis Citrus Punch while traversing the M25. In hindsight, this was a poor choice for an endurance commute. 
This became more clear the further west I went along the M4, but I was determined to make it to Cardigan without wasting valuable time pissing in a hedge. As each junction passed, the pressure grew, the concentration fading and replaced by thoughts of waterfalls and babbling brooks. I became paranoid that everyone on the radio was taunting me. And there's the moody blues with running water. And now over to our interview with the lead guitarist from Guns N' Roses, etc, etc. <laughs> I wasn't going to give in. Oh, I decided to it, deal with it. the situation. I still had the empty oasis bottle. If 750 millilitres went in, then 750 millilitres is going to come out, isn't it? On a very straight section of the M4, which oh, let's face no. it, is most of it, I no. unzipped, no. positioned the oasis bottle between my legs and pushed it up so that the bottle aperture met with my winkle, um. creating a decent <laughs> safe seal. I imagine sort of like how a shuttle docks with the ISS. The relief, the sweet relief. It was so good. This was excellent pissing. <laughs> oh dear. Stop it. it was, hang on, Martin continues. Stop. It was excellent for roughly the first 300 millilitres anyway. My brain neglected to take displacement into consideration. With a perfect seal to avoid spillage, there was nowhere for the air to go. Oh. The bottle started to feel quite pressurised <laughs> as the dawning realisation of physics came into play. With the reluctance at the forthcoming depressing inevitability, I tilted the bottle downwards to create a tiny opening to relieve the pressure. Oh no, no. It sounded a bit like a party popper, as the cramped interior of the Elise was filled with steaming hot atomised piss. Oh it no. It was all over my t-shirt, the seat squabs, the footwells, the driver's side window and sills, and most of the way up my right arm. It was that pressurised? everywhere. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's like a fire extinguisher says, uh, of Waz. Exactly. <laughs> Martin says, I didn't have enough eyes to take it all in and continue pissing. Oh, and to do that whole driving thing, which somehow seemed less important now. I didn't stop, though. I finished my business, capped the bottle, and left it stood up in the passenger footwell. He Drove didn't stop driving. the rest of the way driving. to Gardigan in a piss-soaked Elise. Finally stopped at a garage, bought a big pack of wet wipes, and cleaned the interior as best I could. If anyone reading this has ever bought Elise chassis number 8004 and wondered why there was a faint smell of seafood and fairground hot dogs on hot summer days, now you know why. Oh, Sorry. Man. Oh, fun fair hot dogs. And I safe. can't believe steaming hot atomised piss. Thank you, Martin. That's an, inc an incredible, if slightly unsettling story. I love that and, um, story. A, wow. A, a solemn warning to uh, other listeners to think twice before attempting to wee into a bottle I will tell you one a, day a fast moving car I will tell you my bottle um, was fail story one day but unfortunately <laughs> it's a sensitive matter it involves a newly born child and my wife being in the car oh my god so it was just double disaster it was, a, it was something that should have never been attempted oh and actually come to think of it it was in a Porsche as well um so yeah I probably shouldn't say that on the public <laughs> so anyway uh, I'm going to I'm going to oh I, that that leads me perfectly into a letter that I would like to read out before we finish this yep. session and this one's from um a listener in uh New Zealand Alan okay uh Alan McCormick hi Mr Smith hi Mr Porter got to say Really enjoyed the recent Bond car bingo. Brilliant. Thought you might be interested um, in an experience I had back in New Zealand when trying to sell a 1988 Mitsubishi Galant VXR. White four-wheel steer, four-wheel drive Japanese import thing back in the early 90s. Hmm. I took said car to a private car sale meeting in Auckland as I lived in another small town and I hoped to capitalise on the extra number of potential buyers. After sitting around for most of the morning, having no luck selling the unit, I love that, the unit, I thought, that, I thought the day was a bust, and I was about to call it a day when along came two absolutely massive, those capital letters, Maori blokes covered in tattoos, sporting their affiliated gang patch leathers. Now me, being white of slight build and completely inept in any form of martial art, thought I was... I was not only going to die, but these two fine gentlemen were about to run over my dead corpse in the process of stealing my own car. Surprisingly, they were both very friendly and articulate in their desire to purchase what they called a cool car, bro. 
After some quick negotiations on price, we headed off in pursuit of a money machine. You remember those things that spat money out from a hole in the wall? As I sat in the back of my car and my two friends took up every single bit of room in the front seats, I realised that these money machines only allocated a certain amount of uh, a certain amount every day. Certainly not enough to cover agreed price of car. Subsequently, I spent the next three hours driving to areas of Auckland that only Jake, the Mus of once were warriors fame, would ever step foot so that these two individuals could find the money that they owed. One of the said addresses comprised of eight-foot solid fencing with barbed wire along the top, two times broken down 68 and 72 Chrysler Valiant Regals, four times... Great detail. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Four times Harley Davidson Softails and a dozen or so gang members, each one bigger than the other gentleman escorting me about. Oh, and I forgot about the Rottweiler jumping at my window, thankfully restrained by a 12-foot chain. <laughs> BB1 and BB2, short for bloody big... Person one and two individuals poked their heads in the front windscreens, uh, in the front windows to converse with my kidnappers. They took one look at me in the back seat and went off laughing. I swear one of them crossed his neck with his hand, a gesture of off with his head. Ten minutes later, the assailants re- the assailants returned with a wad of dirty slash grubby notes opened by door and then opened by door and dumped them in my lap to count. By my quick calculation of the hoard, we were still shy of about $1,500. Off we went again to another gang house and extracted another $200 from a semi-naked sumo wrestler guy wearing thongs, flip-flops and a bum bag. This went on for several hours at different addresses and on each occasion I was scrutinised or gawped at and basically feared for my life. When we'd finally acquired the required funds, they asked me where I would like to be dropped off. My first and my only thought was self-preservation. Find somewhere public with lots of people around. The story ends with me, fully intact, standing outside the casino in downtown Auckland with a wad of $10 and $20 (laughs) notes in hand and pockets, waving my car goodbye and hearing hot house flowers I can see clearly now belting out on the stereo. Damn, I've forgotten to take that disc out of the player. My wife will kill me. It's her favourite band. Thank you, Alan. Well, there we go. So Alan didn't get killed by gangs, but he sold his car to gang members who basically just went round borrowing lots of money in small increments. Did they? Or or reclaiming debts? Ah, debts. That's what I was wondering. Is it like they were going around going, you you owe me $1,000, mate, and now is the day you're going to give it to me because I've got a car outside that I'm in the process of buying? I wonder if if anyone's ever sold a car to, like, the craze when they were in the middle of their collections round. They'd go, look, we really want to buy it, (laughs) but just come with us. Lovely Jag Mark 10 here, mate. Do you want it? Yeah, I'll be taking that as uh, well. Thank you very much. I do want that, but if you just come with me for a little bit, we've just got to meet a couple of people. Um, We'll sort you out. That'd be brilliant. Well, there we go. So he thought he was going to die, but Alan didn't die. He just lost his wife's CD and uh, yeah. went on a bit of a tour of Auckland Backpatch um, Club members. That does sound quite frightening. Um, there we go. If you have any frightening car sales transaction stories, um, do drop us a line. Hello at smithandsniff.com. Um Car piss accidents. Yes. Uh, use your judgment on that. I mean, you, just if you want to send us a story, then exploding smoothie must. bottles. Um, yes. Oh yeah, we do. We've had a few good exploding items, usually food. Um, yeah. Basically anything because all your ruination. all your just anything. We like stories. We get. Yeah. We we will. We always say so we'll do a full show of just your stories because we do get some really good ones and we do read them all. I promise. It's just that we've been a bit useless at replying for various reasons to do with busyness with other things and Johnny having lurgy Rona. Um, oh, the Rona on that on corona. that side of things. Yeah, I'm afraid me and my wife have been quite quite ill we we are, we're far behind on our work related matters at the moment so if you could just do us a favor subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't already and um go and buy a ticket to come to the manchester tour, the late break show um tour the third tour which will be on the 6th of november indoors at what the artist formerly known as the gmex as richard would call it yep 
and um, it's going to be an eclectic car show um, where we'll have the a live live Q and A, live um, car quiz, and an idle chat. And it'll be wonderful to have you all there. Um, we've gone to great efforts to try and make this this venue happen. So hopefully, we've booked it so they will come. Go to thelatebreakshow.com forward slash Manchester. There we go. Please. Um, Otherwise, and I'm going to bring, I'll bring my 917 growler. (laughs) Good. Um, Well, we should probably wrap this up while we're still both able to speak. Um, And I'll finish with three things that I have to tell you. One of them is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, but you know that by now. And you also know, because he's just told you that uh, on Saturday, the 6th of November, The Late Break Show live fetches up in Manchester. Please come along. It's going to be great. Um, Two, I have various books out. And as I've also already mentioned, uh, Boring Car Trivia 3 is out this week. So um, dive in there, my friends. Uh, And the third thing I have to tell you is that the um, emergency systems on Apollo 13 that saved the astronauts' uh, lives were uh, designed in part by Jack Black's mum. What Jack Black, the comedian? Yeah, really. His mum, his mum was a was literally a rocket scientist or I something just, of that ilk. Yeah, that's brilliant. For NASA. Well, yeah. Um, so it's only natural that he would go into comedy after that. <laughs> He's following following his um, family. School of Rock lineage. never gets boring. Never. There was a Does period it? when Channel Five, Channel Four, seemed to show it sort of every month. And if I happened to catch it, I would just be powerless not to watch the rest of it. Yeah, it's me such too. A brilliant, me heartwarming too. film. It is and a great film. My wife would be like, well, "Didn't you just watch this?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, but I, my my capacity to watch it again is up there with um, I don't know, Live and Let Die, Forty Eight Hours, Blues Brothers." Yeah, yeah. I watched Spinal the, the, Tap. the Blues Brothers. Is one of, is, is 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 on a lot at the moment. Yeah. I like, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. I took some DVDs away. I went away. The, the reason I went up to the lakes in that Taycan was because I was going away walking with some old university mates, and which we try and do every year, COVID permitting. And um, I took a bunch of DVDs because I thought of an evening we'll sit around and we'll have a beer, a glass of wine, and we'll, we can watch some films that we all like. And uh, it was the first rented house I've ever stayed in that didn't have a DVD player. Wow. I thought it was the law that rented cottages had to have at least a DVD player or maybe a VHS player and a selection of, of retro VHS tapes. But no, nada, nothing. So I've taken, um, taken Planes, Trains and Automobiles, which I... Oh, I bloody hell, that was brilliant. Really looking forward to watching again, even yeah. though I saw it a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the less schmaltzy I find the ending. Really. I, I very much like that film. That's a good one. That's a good oh, it's one. a brilliant film. The Great Fantastic Outdoors is another one that's of that. I've, I've not uh, seen that one for a while. Yeah, that's no. not on my multi-watch list, but maybe maybe it should be. Anyway, um, well, we'll uh, we'll do this all again next week when hopefully we'll be both back to full health. And I think, oh no, not next week. Well, I was going to say we. Well, there's a thing we did a thing last week, didn't we? That we're not allowed to talk about for a couple of weeks, and I think it's we still can't do it next week because there's an embargo and we signed an NDA. So, anyway, sorry, that's just carrot dangling nonsense, but it will make sense when we can finally discuss a thing that we were allowed to see. Um, okay, well, on that frustrating note, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye, (laughs) goodbye. Live from Death's Door, it's Johnny Smith. <coughs> Just got to pull the choke out a bit and be all right. Oh, I could squirt a bit of easy stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.